0: okay I'm glad you're here um, we just had a big turning point in terms of the year which is um, the 15th of the month of Av. and I just wanted to talk about how that really uh, suggests a, a fundamental shift on on a lot of different levels and just maybe maybe let's start with um, what we call the the of of, of the month so. So everybody knows that there, uh, in terms of Hashem's holiest name, the Yudke Vavke, that there's 12 possible different permutations of, of those letters. Normally speaking, just by the way for you mathematicians, if there are four letters, there would be more than 12 permutations. But because there are two-letter Hays, then there's only 12 permutations. So that's just a mathematical aside. But anyway, there's 12 different combinations for that name, and there's 12 months of the year. So there's one combination assigned to each month. And um, when we look more deeply into what that combination is, what that serif is for the month, we get a peek inside of the, the DNA for what the nature of that month is. And just to pause and reflect on that for a moment, what's interesting about that is that the Torah is telling you something that that uh, about the nature of time and the passage of time which is not which is which is a new thought relative to sort of the secular view of time the secular view of time is you have a clock and the clock ticks and that's just it just time marches on and there's no real uh, substantive difference between one second and the next it's just essentially what you make of it whereas the Torah is telling you that time actually has a personality. Mm-hmm. And that as you travel through time and through the different months of the year, you're entering into different neighborhoods, so to speak. And so it's the tsiruf, the, the combination of the yudke, vavke for that month will give you an insight into what the nature of that neighborhood is. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that, that's, that's an important point right there. So let's look into... The transition, why we said, we started by saying that the 15th of the month of Av, Tuba'av, which we just celebrated, represents a substantial shift in energy on a number of different levels. So let's just take it on the most basic level right now. But this is a very amazing Torah where you see how precise what, I'm, what I've been talking about up until now is from the B'nai um, So So everybody knows that starting in Tammuz, we have this period called the three weeks. This is sort of a sad time. Um, it's a bad neighborhood, so to speak, um, in terms of time, and and it culminates in the ninth of Av. Okay, those are the those are the three weeks. So so this this energy goes from Tammuz into Av. Now, interestingly, Tammuz. The the arrangement of the yud kvav for Tammuz. Now Tammuz is remember yud kvav stands for this name of God, which means great Chesed, great great love. It's a revelation of this aspect of God. And whenever we're talking about different names of God, remember we're only talking about one God, Hashem, the Master of Heaven and Earth, the God of Israel. That's all we're talking about. But God will reveal Himself in different ways under different circumstances. In other words, sometimes it will be a time of the parting of the Red Sea. Sometimes it might be a time of war or whatever it is. So that might be a time of din or chesed, judgment or or loving kindness. So And so oftentimes the Torah will use a name that will be a description of the energy that the one God is emanating at that moment. Okay? So anyway. But... In terms of the months of the year, we're only talking within one name, this Yudke Vovke. So now, given the fact that Tammuz is, is is sort of like where this kind of like din, this like strong judgment starts, it's actually very interesting that the serif the arrangement of the Yudke Vovke for Tammuz, is that name spelled backwards. Right? It makes perfect sense because if if the name spelled forward is a revelation of kindness, then the name spelled. Backwards would be the opposite of that. It would be a time of judgment. Okay, so this is just for starters You'll see it gets much cooler When we get to Av now, when we get to Av now, we know that the energy turns around Like most fully on the 15th of Av. That's that's the that's called Tuba Av. Two tu means um, That means 15. Those are two letters which add up to 15. Okay, um, so So on Tuba Av Everything is very positive. So the 15th, how would you... What's the number 15 in Torah? That's yud in hey. That would be the most simple way of saying 15. yud in hey. Okay? So now look at this. What is the arrangement for Av? Well, we know the first nine days of Av is, is, is a continuation of the three weeks of that very harsh energy that's coming. So now listen to this. The combination for the month of Av, which we're in right now, is... Hey, Vav, Yud, Hey. Now, let me explain that. This is what the uh, B'nai Yisaskar says. Hey, Vav is actually the Yud, K, Vav, K being spelled backwards again. Right? Right? Hey, Vav. Mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting that the next two letters are Yud, hey, where it becomes reversed and it becomes spelled in the forward, more positive, revealed direction again. And when does it become forward again? yud hey on the 15th of Av. In other words, the complete turning over of the energy. Right? So here you see, like, a very, very precise correlation between the sirif, the arrangement of the letters of the yud Vovke, and the personality of the month. Like, right for Av, you, you can't get a better example of that. Okay. So, so, in this sense, you see a big turning over in, 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 in the energy of the year. Now now what else do you see? You see something very amazing also by, by Tubaav, which is okay, so so we celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Basically, in a nutshell, what you're seeing right now is the race toward Rosh Hashanah. Right? The sprint toward Rosh Hashanah is now beginning. And I'm going to show you how you see that right now. Okay? That's this turn in the year. So now we're just, we're like very forward thinking. We're really positively directing ourselves. Let me, let me show you how you see this. Rosh Hashanah, everybody knows Rosh Hashanah, which is the first day of Tishrei, is the anniversary of the creation of human beings. Okay? but But... That's actually the sixth day of creation. That's the sixth day of creation. So you would think, well, wait a second, Rosh Hashanah, I thought that was the anniversary of the, of the creation of the entire universe. Now you're telling me it's the sixth day. Well, since the culmination of the creation was with human beings, we say, okay, that's when creation starts. But if you want to talk about the very first day of creation, that's actually the 25th day of Elul. Okay, because you have to go six days back from the first day of Tishrei. So now, listen to this. So the B'nai Yisaskar brings, and other Rebbe's bring also, it's a classic Torah, it's so beautiful, it's in Gomorrah Sotah, that 40 days before a person is born, their soulmate is called out in heaven. Okay, so 40 days before a person is born, their soulmate is called out in heaven. So, what is 40 days before the 25th day of Elul? Tubaav, the 15th of Av. So, and, and the B'nai Saskar says, who was called out on the 15th day of Av? In other words, we're talking about not the birth of a child right now, we're talking about the birth of the world. So, who were the two marriage partners that were called out 40 days before the birth of the world? And the B'nai Saskar says, God and the Jewish people. Right? So... So that's, 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 that's very amazing there. But you know, I want to add my own, my own thought to this. See, this is taking place, this is the 15th day of the month of Av, and remember, whenever you see a full moon in a month, that is the um, full strength of the energy of that month comes out on the full moon. So the culmination of the energy of every month would be the 15th of that month. Okay, so interestingly, Av, because we know we have a very sort of complicated relationship with Av, because we know Tisha B'av, for instance, is this you know it's this it's this tragic tragic day in our calendar, the most tragic day. But we also know that inside of it is a tremendous holiday, and that's going to be revealed, right? So if you want to see where is the real nature of the energy of Av, it's on the fifteenth day of Av which is this incredibly happy day. In fact, the Gemara says, along with Yom Kippur, it's the happiest day of the entire year. You know, it's so funny. We have such a strange relationship um, in, with, with Yom Kippur. We tend to think of Yom Kippur as the scariest day of the year, right? But it's happy, the Gemara says it's the happiest day of the year. And when you hear their explanation, they don't have to go for pages and pages trying to justify or explain it. They say your sins are forgiven. What, what, what's better than that? Okay, you got it. It's it's a it's a workout. You're really working out that day But you're getting like a lot done, right? You're getting a tremendous amount done And you can feel fantastic about that, right? By the way, I'll give an advertisement, you know That's one of the most special days of the whole year at the happy menu So if you're looking for a place a lot of people fly in from all over just to be at the happy menu for wow. Yom Kippur It's really a very special day. So just kind of mark that in your minds, but but anyway, so Tuba Av is listed as the other happiest day. So again, Tuba Av is the 15th of the month of Av, which is the full moon, where you see the real essence of a month on the 15th. And the Gemara is saying that it's one of the happiest days of the entire year. So again, it's another confirmation that Av in its roots is an incredibly joyous time. We're just not there yet in the historical cycle to fully experience it yet. But it's, it's for sure there. And the 15th itself is already revealed as extremely happy. Okay. So, so I wanted to add something about the 15th of Av and about the Shaduchim, about the marriage partners that are made on the 15th of Av. You see, Av, if you look at Av, what is Av? Av is olive bays. That's how you spell the month. Olive bays. Right? It's hinting at the alphabet. Here? And in fact, a lot of people call it until Mashiach comes, Menachem Av. Means that we should be consoled in this month. Right? Meaning to say Mashiach should come already, right? But if we just learn it slightly differently, it's the consoling of the olive base. <laughs> right? Menachem Av, Menachem Olive base. Now remember, one of the great Torahs says in Pirkei Avos, we say it in Brook Shemar, that Hashem spoke the world into creation. Okay, remember, God doesn't have a mouth. He doesn't have a body. He makes bodies, right? But, but nonetheless, the, the sages put it into that sort of style of speaking so that we can just wrap our minds around the beginning of the concept. That God spoke the world into existence. But we always point out that Reb Shlomo says that God sang the world into existence. And I always wanted to find a source for that, right? And then I was so happy when I saw in the name of the Tekune Zohar that the word Breshis, right, in the beginning, with beginnings, right? That if you rearrange the letters of Breshis, it spells Shiras Olive Bays, the song of the Olive bays, Amen. Where you see right there that God sang the world into creation. Amen. Now remember, our tradition is that God created the world with the letters of the alphabet. Now again, don't take that too literally. That doesn't mean, right, like we always say, that God took an aleph and a hay and hammered them together and made the Grand Canyon, right? That's not not what we're talking about. We're talking about each one of these letters is a different energy wavelength, basically. It's also a letter, but you have to kind of be a little more expansive about it, you know? Think of it in terms of quantum physics. They're all divine energies that God combined in order to make the universe. So so now let's get back to this idea of the Shadduchim being made on tuba'av. See, so so tuba'av, remember, it's not just this reversal of energy, like we said in the first level, like when we began the talk. It's not just a reversal of the three weeks now towards something positive. There's something else that's beginning on Tuba Av, which is the march toward creation, because it's 40 days before the creation of the world, where like everything is getting rolling. okay? And we also know that God combined the letters, these divine energies, in order to create the world. So right now we're in the period where God is getting ready to bring down this new world, this new world that's going to be created on Rosh Hashanah. So I'd like to say that the Shiduchum that's being the, the, the marriage partners that are being ta- that t- it's taking place on a deeper level on Tuba'av is the, the the Shidduch of the Osios. Right? This is the, the the partnering, the combination, the and the osios are the letters. In other words, the letters are now being partnered and combined, getting ready the energies and the creation of the new world that's coming down on Rosh Hashanah. Now, these energies are very um, sensitive and and very very, uh, uh, available to us impacting them. Meaning to say that we can help shape these energies through our own actions, right? In other words, we can help form, so to speak, the energies of the year that are going to come down. And this is now the most opportune time to do it. The Gomorrah says that, that 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 you're supposed to begin your preparations in av rather than rather than El. And and I would just like to point out just for myself, just psychologically, that that the way I kind of just grew up, just in my own kind of um, kind of personal development, always running late for absolutely everything. Just running late, running late, running late, you know? And then, oh, apologizing, and, you know? And then at a certain point in my life, I thought, why am I subjecting myself to this, like, completely unnecessary anxiety? And this crazy stress, right? Like, why am I doing this? So, and, and probably the best example is, like, Leaving too late for the airport, right? Like, why not just come to just take two hours or just go? You'll enjoy the ride there. There's traffic. You won't get stressed out. If you wh- whatever it is, you sit, you read a magazine, you read a book, you go to Starbucks. Whatever it is, you're there. It's all cool, you know. So I I would, and it's 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 one of those things where you can just positively impact your life with that little switch. And I would apply that type of philosophy toward Rosh Hashanah. Meaning to say, instead of saying, oh no, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, what am I doing, and everything like that. Yom Adin, the Day of Judgment, everything like that. Or, alright, what am I going to do? Like, all these energies are available right now. There's like It's there's like this, this beautiful canvas and all these building materials in front of me right now. What can I start doing in terms of like shaping this year? So it's going to be a great year for everyone, a great year for my family, a great year for myself. Right? You can do this. So... So one of, the, one of the things I was focusing on in the recent past, and I feel like it's, it's had a very positive outcome, so I want to share this with you because I, I feel like I want to do it again this year, and I'm, I'm really strongly recommending this approach, which is, see, this is based on, this is based on a, a teaching that I learned from uh, Rabbi David Aaron of Israelite, and, and he gave a, a beautiful mushal, a, a, a beautiful, mushel, beautiful sort of parable, which is that, um, you see, he compared it, maybe I like it so much because I'm a writer and and he sort of like compared it to a television show or whatever it is. But, you see, like, the new season is about to come out. I'm kind of putting it into my own words. (laughs) The new season's about to come out. And, like, all the different characters are going to have their character arcs over the course of the season, right? And, but... Normally speaking, in a in a normal production, like the writers or the executive producer, whatever it is, they would come up with it, and then you get your script delivered, and you quickly fan through the pages to make you know to see what you know how many lines do I have? <laughs> like what happens to me? And you know every soap opera actor actress like wants to see do I die? <laughs> like in this script, you know God forbid, you know. By the way, Rip Shiloh ne- always never. He, he would always say there's the book of life and the book of not so much. He wouldn't even mention the, he Wouldn't even mention the word, you know? So, but you want to know like what's going to happen, right? But it's it's the point is is that it's dictated to you. It's dictated to you. So God is very different. God is, God is not like this. What's amazing and that's what this period of time is. God is actually consulting with his creation saying, "What kind of role do you want to play in the coming year?" Right? Now, this is an amazing thing. But now, we have to take it to the next step, okay? This is me talking, but I'm just building on Rabbi Aaron's words. You see, if someone, if, if let's say I'm running a show, and a uh, an actor comes up to me and says, you know, I want to do, like, this amazing, you know, you know, like, like a James Bond kind of thing. Like, I want to ski down this, like, black diamond kind of, like, path and just be like super cool and it would be like a great action sequence and we can edit it in a really amazing way, you know, and everything like that. So I'd say, hey, you know, I I would love to write that sequence. That sounds great. That sounds really cool. Do you know how to ski? No. Oh, you don't? But that's the part you want? Yes. But you don't know how to ski? No. I'm not writing that scene. (laughs) I'm not writing that scene for him. Why would I ever write that scene for him? If he says to me, you know, you know, I, yeah, do, you know what? I, I'm actually not exactly at that level yet, but I've been I've been taking a lot of lessons and I've been really working on it and and I'm I'm, I'm really getting there. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close. Then I would say, okay, then let's you know we we'll, we'll, I can you know I'll call the U.S. Olympic Committee. We'll see. They probably have a lot of coaches. There's probably someone around. We'll get you a coach and we'll get you right up to that level and and we're going to do it, right? But I'm only entertaining that prayer, so to speak, because because we're talking about prayers right now, if that person is well working and really doing in that area. You see? See, this is, this is, this is, this is very important because, you see, we have to get rid of this idea of magic thinking. Because there's an overlap between being quote unquote religious and magic thinking, and we got to get rid of that because that's that's really kid stuff. It's not Torah stuff. It's kid stuff, okay? And there's it's very problematic this type of approach, and and the person will defend it. No, 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 God can do anything. Mm-hmm. But of course God can do anything. We're, are we even discussing that? Of course God can do anything. But that's not the way God structured the world, and that's not what God wants from us. God wants us to be active participants, active partners, in terms of creation. Remember, the famous question, it says, let us create man. Let us create man. Everyone is all over that Pasuk. What do you mean, us? God, you're the one who's doing it. Who is God speaking to? So there are a lot of answers, but Rabbi Torsky brings the answer, God is speaking to each one of us. Let us, In other words, this is a partnership. This is a partnership, us and God together. And God is looking at what are we doing? So in case, let's say, so to be more specific, let's say I wanna, man, I wanna be rich this year. I want a lot of money to come down. Okay, where's your business plan? Mm-hmm. What, 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 what business, how are you developing your business? Do, do you have your website up? Is it good? It, does, it, does it actually look at other people who are trying to do the same business? How does it compare to theirs? Right? Are you are you making phone calls? Are you out there? Oh, I want to get married. I want to get married this year. Do you, do you want to get married this year? Do you, do you actually want to get married this year? Are you the type of person that someone wants to marry? Right? Do you have a job? Right? That's going to come up in a conversation at some point. You know? Or, you know? So... <laughs> You know, so it's like, it's like these, these type of things are, these type of things are very real and we have to basically make ourselves, this is when, we, you know, it's a very sort of abstract thing, we, we talk about it all the time, making vessels for the light, it's like, wow, that's so abstract, I don't know what you're talking about, making vessels, <laughs> this is what we're talking about, <laughs> this is what it means, this is what it means. Making a vessel means that you did the work, you prepared it so that you're ready to get that 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 go, that green light, because you're basically set up for business at that point. Wh- whatever the prayer category is, right? So, so, so this is this is again. Why are we talking about all of this? Because right now it's the shidduch of the osios. Right now, this is like the the, the, the letters are starting to, right, Menachem Av, the consolation of the olive bays. Av is olive bays, right? All the letters are now starting to shift and starting to form, right, for, for this creation that's coming up. Now, let's go deeper into this. So, one of the, 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 the Parsha that we're reading after Tuba Av every year is Parsha's Hekev, and very interestingly, it begins because we're saying that, that, that the 15th of Av is really the kickoff for Rosh Hashanah, right? So what's the very first word that we're reading after, after Tuba'ah? Vahaya. Very interesting. Why, why Vahaya? So a short history of the word Vahaya. Whenever you see that, you can have a big smile on your face. Because the Gemara says any Pasach, any verse that begins with this word Vahaya, means something positive is coming. All right, but more than that, let's go deeper. What is the combination of the yud Vovke for the month of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah? Whoa. It's vahaya. It is vav hey yud hey, and it's probably I don't know if, that there's any other combination of the yud Vovke that actually spells a word. Now, if I were to ask you, what is the most positive, like, um, like I I, I I asked yesterday, I said you know. What do you think? I gave you the answer first, but pretend you don't know the answer. If I told you that Vahaya was the combination, it means something positive, for one of the months of the year, what would your guess be? And someone guessed, said uh, Adar. And I said, "That's, that's that's a great guess because it's the month of joy. But even more interestingly, I think, is that it's for Tishrei. Why? Because Tishrei is like Din. It's Yom HaDin. Rosh Hashanah Yom HaDin, the Day of Judgment. And yet, the rabbis are telling us that the formation of the letters are telling you that something very positive is about to happen. Right? Which shows you a very fundamentally optimistic view of creation that we have. Very, very, very instructive. Right? And I think that the Adar thing is appropriate. Why? Because we're celebrating and already being joyful about the din that's coming down, the decrees that are coming down before we even know them. Because we know God is good. So if God is good, then whatever He's bringing down, whatever the King is proclaiming, we're already dancing.
1: Amen, amen.
0: We're already dancing. So, so, so that's, 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 that's a hint as soon as Tuba comes that we're already focusing on Rosh Hashanah. This word Vahaya. Right? Now, just just to develop this a little bit further, something. What so so the the Gemara contrasts the word of Vahaya, which remember has all the letters of the yudke vavke K in it, right? Vav Hey Yud Hey. That's that's the yudke vavke. K. It contrasts it with another word, Vayihi. When Vayihi begins a a a pasuk or a verse, then it's sort of like. Okay, what's about to happen? It's like a little bit more dicey, like a little bit more. It's, it's kind of the opposite of a Haya. Now, what's interesting about Vayahi is it's all the letters of the Yudke Vavke, except instead of there being two Hays, and by the way, Hay is a vessel, okay, a vessel that receives the light. Instead of there being two Hays, there are two Yuds. So you have all the letters. You have a yud, a he, and a vav, but there are two yuds and only one he. Now, in other words, when we think of the yud, we think of like the emanation of the light. And now you've got double yud, so that's like a tremendous amount of light and only one vessel. Normally speaking, in the normal spelling of the name, vahaya, which is more positive, there's just the yud, which is the emanation of the light, but you've got two vessels to catch it. Right, So what does that tell you? That tells you that things that we would call bad times or negativity or vayahi type moments, it's not bad. It's just we don't have vessels to hold the tremendous light that's coming down. It's a real insight because, because we know that God is good. So if God is good, the only thing that comes out of God is good. However, there's a certain type of good that we literally don't have vessels to hold that light. Now, let's go back to this whole idea of, it's sort of like take five steps backwards and kind of review the calendar again. We said that there's the three-week period, right, leading up to Tisha B'av, okay? And then we have a seven-week period leading up to Rosh Hashanah. And the way that we know that is that there are these three Haftorahs, what we call the Haftorahs of par- Paranios, which means sort of, you know, basically strong musr, God is saying, the prophets are saying, get it together, guys. We don't want to have another fast day on Tisha B'Av. And then seven weeks afterwards of Haftoras, where God's saying, listen, I still love you. You know, it's going to be good. I still love you. Haftorahs of consolation. So that adds up to ten. So, it's, it, and it's, so it's, 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 it, it fits very nicely with what we've been saying up until now, which is that you have, remember, we have 10 sphero, and we have this 10-week period leading up to Rosh Hashanah. And just like the sphero are divided up into the top three and the bottom seven, here the Haftorahs are divided up with three, which are quote unquote negative. And then the bottom seven, which are consolation, right? And, of course, the first of the seven is Nachamu, Nachamu, we're being consoled. And the second of the seven is Vahaya, right? Okay. The, well, that's the first word of the Parsha, anyway. But now let's try to understand those top three, right? Those top three, because those top three culminate in Tisha B'av, which is the day we say Mashiach is born. So, so, are they bad or are they good? Are they bad or are they good? Well, based on what we've been saying about Vayahi, the fact that there's one He and two Yuds, you see, they're tremendously good, but we don't have the vessels to receive it yet. So it all, it all fits very, very, very nicely. By the way, you can apply that same thought in terms of when Mashiach comes. Because they talk about a great war, right? Right? Gogu right? That's a great war it doesn't have to come that way. It can come in a very peaceful way, too. And it doesn't have to come at this sort of deadline period. It can come earlier, and it can come in a beautiful way. And again, it's that question of that higher light. Do we have vessels to hold that higher light, or is that higher light going to come down into the world, crashing down through this world, and manifesting itself in, in the way that this war is described? It doesn't have to be that way. It's all depending on us. It's all depending on us. Remember, very important, you have a, a big cloud, a big foundation in terms of understanding the words of the prophets, which is every positive prophecy has to happen. No negative prophecy has to happen. It's a very important foundation that everyone should know, right? The negative prophecies are only conditional on our activities. The positive ones are absolute. So things like when they describe, when, when, when they describe a, a great war, it doesn't have to happen. It doesn't have to happen at all, right? I mean, what what's what do we read on? Is it on on Yom Kippur, right? On Yom Kippur, we say that that whatever the, the the year that we're going to have is written out on Rosh Hashanah and it's sealed on Yom Kippur. What are we reading about on Yom Kippur? The fact that there that the whole city of Nineveh was going to be destroyed they did shuva, didn't happen. So there you see a, a, a perfect example of how a negative decree doesn't have to happen and can be completely uprooted and that's it. Goes away. So again, that should get us not nervous about Rosh Hashanah right now. It should get us excited about Rosh Hashanah right now. And we should all be like very specific. Like, okay, what am I doing in terms of tzedakah? And remember, tzedakah, it's like, well, tzedakah is for other people. They're, they've got money. I haven't got any money. You don't understand tzedakah. <laughs> tzedakah is working on so many different levels, and it's helping out another person. That, that doesn't take any cash, helping out another person, right? It's encouraging another person, making time for another person, whatever it is. Like, who are those people in my life that need help that I have that relationship with? Let me just up my game. Got to make your checklist. Where's my Torah study at? Am I actually? Do I have I made a set time for Torah study? Remember, that's one of the questions that says in the Gemara and Shabbos that will be asked after 120. Did you make a set time for Torah? And remember, the Biala Rebbe said a beautiful pshat on that, which is the way it says in the Gemara is, did you study Torah beito in its time? So the conventional way of understanding that is, did you make a set time, right? But he says beito, mean in its time, meaning to say. Did you say the right Torah at the right time? <laughs> when you're talking to people, right? Like a lot of people, myself included, back in the day, just used to think, Torah is Torah. Whatever Torah you say is an inappropriate Torah, because it's Torah. That's the great thing about Torah. Wrong. <laughs> can totally say the wrong thing at the wrong time, <laughs> right? Right, so you, you have to be, be, be selective, you know? be selective, like, what, what, what is the, what, what, who am I talking to right now, where am I right now, what does that person need to hear right now, right? Okay, so, and, uh, and all the rest, all the rest, you know, just, just figure out, um, you know, just figure out the main categories in terms of avodas Hashem, in terms of serving God, where, where am I in, in terms of that? how can i up my game in terms of that and then also as important what blessings am i looking for right now to come down into my life and what can i do specifically in those areas to make myself more of a vessel so that so that like the person who's trying to talk to the exe- the actor who's talking to the executive producer about this great storyline that they have right how how is he how, how would an executive producer respond to your thing right It's going to ask you some very pointed questions and then you have to have some good answers and if you have some good answers then you're then then you've done the most that you can do and you've also gotten away from this idea of magic thinking right because that's ultimately not torah that's sort of a, a corruption that's a corruption of torah um Okay, let's just go a little bit further. And 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 uh, in Parshas Ekev, there's a there's there's a, a verse that that I, I just really love. And I think you know, you know, a lot of times I I describe these, these talks um, as as couples therapy between us and God, <laughs> because you know all of us are in a very intense relationship with God. And we we need that guidance. We need to know, like, how's it going? What am I doing? Like, or, or I feel beaten down by life, or, you know, or how can I say that? Or how can I make things even better? Or whatever it is, that is the essential truth. It's not. It's not God is in the corporate office somewhere, and I'm a worker, and I'm punching in, and my relationship really is with my desk and with my computer screen and with my clients, right? And you know, and here are the mitzvahs and gotta kinda of try to do that. You we're in a direct relationship with God. That's that's the whole point of all of this. That's the whole point of all of this. When it says God wants the heart, right? That that's what it's talking about. God wants that direct relationship with him. Okay. So so toward the end of Couples Therapy, there's a there's a Pusuk, there's a verse in this in this week's Parsha that I just thought Lays it out so 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 directly. Um and uh let's see let me just find it. It's in... Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to read it exactly. Okay. So I'm gonna paraphrase it because I don't want to read too long. Okay, here it is. It's in chapter 8, verse 5 of uh, Devarim, Deuteronomy. You should Now remember, yudke vavke means love. Okay, that's that's an expression of God's love. You should know in your heart that just as a father will chastise his son, so Hashem, yudke vavke, your God, chastises you. Okay, so I don't know that I would use the word chastise. It sounds a little and pop proper and, and, and also a bummer, you know, <laughs> but, but basically it's talking about God's actively guiding us, you know, like trying to set us on the right path, right? But what's, what's instructive to me about this is that, first of all, it's using this word love in the context of kind of guiding and correcting us. That's, that's very important. But even more important, it's talking about a parent and a child, that that's our relationship. And so, so, I think that when you... God himself is telling us this. God himself is telling us that he's guiding us like a parent guides a child. Now, to me, this answers so many different questions. And, and let, me, let me just give you an example. You see, like, a child often thinks that they know more than a parent. Often right? So imagine like a a young kid, right? And so I think that this is sort of a peek inside the mind of a young kid, right? And I'm sure this conversation has happened thousands of times throughout history, where a kid will say to the parent, listen, if one candy bar is delicious, if I eat 30 candy bars, that's got to be 30 times delicious, right? And the parent says, no. And And the kid says, what don't you understand? I'm so clear. A candy bar is delicious. Dad, I'm going to make it simple math. One times 30 is 30 times as good as just one. Right? And the Baron says, wrong. And the kid is like, what is the matter with you? I'm being so logical right now. And you like are not grasping just like this straight ahead thought. And this is us throughout our entire lives. Throughout our entire lives. We don't outgrow this mode of thinking where we see everything laid out in front of us and we tell God, look, it's so obvious, God, that it should go in this direction. But God knows more than we do. And God is guiding us out of love. And even though it could make thunderous sense to us, Right? At the same time, God is saying, listen, you're just a kid. You're a kid. God says, I'm God. And he uses this the 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 He uses this name, Hashem, right? Yudke right? It's coming from this place of love. I'm directing you from this place of love. So then when that happens, then we have to ask ourselves, okay, so what am I not getting? What do, what do I have to do, right? Have you ever, you know, one of my favorite things, it's always frustrating, but I love it. I have to say I love it. When you're on the internet, and you're filling out some sort of form, and you press next, right? And then it sends you right back to that same page, and above certain boxes in red, in, in red it says, you didn't fill out this box. I love the clarity of that. It like tells you exactly, oh, I didn't, I didn't put in my birth date or I, I didn't put in my phone number or whatever it is. And then you do that and then you press next and you go to the next page, right? So life unfortunately <laughs> has a different coding system. But if you get sent back to the next page, right? It does suggest that something more needs to be done in order to get to the next page. Right? And a lot of us get tremendously stuck and we just go, send, 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 send! <laughs> next, 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 next! And then we take this attitude with God, which is, I am ready, I am ready, I am ready, I am ready! And we don't go back to just try to figure out, well, wait a second, clearly God disagrees. <laughs> so, since God disagrees, and since God, you know, like we said yesterday, like we growing up, we would say, it's my bad and my ball, and if we're not going to play by my rules, I'm just going to go. Well, it's God's bad. it's God's balls, it's God's ball, it's God's time, it's God's space, it's God's atomic structure, it's God's DNA. It's like, God really does seem to be holding all the cards here. So, given that, okay, what what, what am I missing? What am I missing? And, um, and we'll only succeed. We'll only succeed. We'll only succeed. You know, I, I know in my own life, uh, sort of in my naivete, I, I, I remember I, I became observant, I mean, sort of like, you know, Shomer Shabbos, whatever, and probably a couple of weeks after that, I was like, well, it's time to get married. <laughs> and I was still... <laughs> for me, a kid, and and I was not ready. I was not ready, and had I found someone, I think I would have been a pretty big disaster, basically. I, I do, even though I really prayed with all my heart and really wanted it and all the rest. But I, I think I would have made a total giant mess out of it. And and it was painful to, to wait the period that I waited. It was very painful for me, but... When I look back on it, I, I wasn't ready. And so, so, you know, we're all going to get there. And I think that it's, I think we've got the opportunity to shape fantastic, a fantastic year for ourselves. And, 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 and let's just, let's just kind of look at ourselves. And and, and and get excited, get excited. And I'll just close with this Torah. We, usually we say it in Elul, but but it's just it's especially it's good for this subject. So Reb Shlomo says in the name of the Yishevitzer Rebbe that so what's the what's the fixing for getting ready for Rosh Hashanah? Right? What's the fixing? So 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 it's not to fix what you're doing wrong it's to fix what you're doing right <laughs> so if you, you so you would say to me well, wait a second if i'm doing it right what do i have to fix it for <laughs> what are you talking about so the Ishwitzer says that thing which you're doing right are you doing it with all of your heart and all your soul right you're already doing it you're already doing it but are you doing it with all of your heart and with all of your soul right that's the question begin there Begin by fixing what we're doing right. And then that's going to empower you and give you the strength to take on even greater challenges. Now for some questions and answers. (coughs) One thing, I just saw Rabbi Sachs has a new TED Talk. Oh, great, yeah. And uh, he discusses magical things. Is that, that right? Does he does night. he call it magical thinking? Yeah, isn't it? you know? I've never heard anyone use that phrase except my father. I learned it from he my father. Uses a little that very phrase. Well, well, as um, as a, and it's his whole. Rukshar Kabanti, yeah. yeah. so but it's worth checking out TED Talk. Yeah, um, yeah, did, and just 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 to just to reiterate that it's we got to get away from just you see. Torah can't be an escape. It's not an escape. It isn't an escape. And if we think of it as an escape, we can fool everyone, but you can't fool God. Because God is not interested in the outer trappings. He wants the outer trappings. But he also wants the inner trappings. And that takes work. It just does. Because all of us need work. All of us. And and you know when we stop needing work? when we take our last breath mm. you know like we like we like to say anyone who's think anyone who thinks they've arrived that's the greatest proof that you haven't arrived <laughs> where are the orders where what's the source of that that's my own thought no, about the, the for each month oh that's um well oh the uk vufk from out? Well, you know the Bnei Asachar like lays them out for every month, mm-hmm. and he quotes Sefer Chasidim. Mm-hmm. That's that's the most I can tell you. But mm-hmm. if you if you look at it, um, I think it's also in the Sefer Yetzirah. I'm not positive about that, but this is like very old and very accepted by by everyone, you know. And then if you want to go m- more deeply into it. Um, each of those letters, the, the combination of the yud kvav will 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 stand for a little four-word um, uh, uh, excerpt from somewhere in Tanakh. So, in other words, there will be a verse or a pasuk that corresponds to the, the combination of the yud kvav As an acronym. Well, it will be the the first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in many a Sudurim, if you go in, like, especially Nusach uh, Sfard, mm-hmm. if you look um, on the bottom of the page um, for the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, it will list all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one thing, since we're in the question and answers now that I didn't mention before, something super cool, mm-hmm. which is that we know there's 12 combinations in 12 months, but what happens in a leap year when there's a 13th month? Mm-hmm. And the answer is that you, all three all 12 names are active for the 13th month. No way. Yeah. So, it's so would be... Yeah, Adar uh, and you're supposed to actually have that permutation in mind when you say a certain blessing in the Musa, right? So you're supposed to have on Adar all 12 combinations of the Yudh Okay. So it actually uh, helps to have it printed on the page because it can be challenging to hold in your head. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. What exactly
2: do you mean? Where are we all going
0: to Well, that's a very that's Fair a very well. expensive <laughs> question. I'll give you since it's an expensive question, I'll give you the most expensive answer. Okay. So the Torah is very big on the fact that we all reach our tikkun, but that can take multiple reincarnations. Right.
2: I thought that's what
0: you meant. Um, hopefully, I I was actually. Thinking more short-term, <laughs> I was being more optimistic, but we, we we all do reach that thing. And if I'm not mistaken, the source for that is um, Sefer Shmuel, uh, chapter 14, verse 14. Okay, and it's not it's said as we say bidera Remes It's hinted at, but that's that's the pasuk. Might be yeah yeah. So, but you have to look at the commentaries on that verse, and you'll see no one ultimately returns. No one ultimately returns without Having achieved their fixing. Actually, yeah. here's a more user friendly yeah. version of that question. You talked about the prophecies and the bad ones don't have to happen. Yes. The good
2: ones absolutely will. If yeah. the bad ones do happen, yes. does that adversely affect the good ones?
0: No, the good ones are absolute. Okay. I mean so it's the
2: good ones repair the bad ones just in case they happen.
0: Maybe, maybe. I mean basically, you know, to put it in cop show terms, you know, (laughs) God says we can do this the hard way or the easy way. Right. But that's but that's very real. That's not a joke. That's very real. And so sometimes we have those troubles, and those those troubles are basically to to rectify the things that we haven't done right yet. And so then we kind of get back to par, so to speak. But then it's up to us to maintain our progress. And sometimes
2: we don't.
0: And sometimes we don't, so that we have to go through more. That's what, we're, that's what I'm trying to suggest in, in terms of getting ready for the new year. Since the new script, so to speak, is about to come down, right? We want to position ourselves for maximum positive you know, progress, right? And so this is the home stretch right now. So everything that we do right now, really, it's like, you know, you have double coupons at Ralph's, right? These are double, triple, quadruple coupons right now, because this is really not just, this is stuff that's, that's, that's making us, like, for instance, it's like, you know, a lot of times when you give a present, right, or when you cook a dish, right, like they have a term called plating, right, that's like a restaurant gourmet term, like how do you arrange the food out on a plate? You know, one of the main reasons why we have Shabbos candles is so that we can see the food Friday night. Because a lot of the pleasure comes from seeing, right? So, in other words, right now we're, so to speak, putting out on our most outer garments for Rosh Hashanah right now. Because it's the end of the year. Do you follow the visualization? So, like, can you imagine, like, someone's just been running and running and running, and they're all sweaty and unshaven and whatever. Their clothes are ripped from the branches they've been running to to get to the place on time. Whereas another person is arriving with a haircut and showered and looking nice and in, in nice clothes, dry cleaners, looking good. We're really sort of like assembling the outer wrapping or the plating or the dressing for the year right now. How are we going to stand before the king? right? So, so this, is, this is a very great time right now.
2: This month, we know yeah. the Tishrei as Sukkot. <coughs> yeah.
0: Zman, uh, totally, yeah. And and it starts with Yom din which is Rosh Hashanah, Just, but then it culminates, it culminates on, on, on uh, Zman Simchaseinu, the time of our happiness, which is the 15th of the month, which is the full moon. Sukkot is the full moon of Tishrei. So again, what is the essence of a month? Look at the 15th of that month. Right? And, and you see that, that this is a really happy time. So it definitely correlates with, I, I think, what you're also saying with the word Vahaya, right? Because Vahaya is, is the permutation the, for meaning something positive for Tishrei. And again, just like in Av, where Tuba Av is positive, right? Menachem Beis, you also see it by, um, by Tishrei.
1: So uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you. Thank oh, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you know, sometimes I go back and listen to talks and you, you hear the questions also. And just to give you like a public thank you because oh, no, no, no. Uh, I don't think you know sometimes how much, how much healing your classes oh, allow yeah. us to experience. You know? yeah, thanks, yeah. I think there's a lot of Good. people. I uh, you know I've been in places where I felt like, more broken and, and I've like, listened to a couple of your classes back to back and it's been like light. It's been like literally light that's like kept me a little bit connected to Hashem, and like seeing, shifting my perspective, and so, uh, and you don't even know, there's like, you know, this is a beautiful group of people here that this is awesome, what's happening here is really beautiful, and it's like amazing, you know, Q&A, but online, you know, reaching people, you don't even know who you're reaching, you know, but so thank you, thank you Uh, so much. Thank uh, you, thank
0: you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's the Torah, by the way, it's, it's, it's it's just the, it's, it's, it's the light of the Torah, you know, that's, that's what it is, the light of Hashem. Yeah.
1: Um, and so, the, the question, I wish, I wish I could, like, there's so many beautiful things to focus on, you know, and like I, could, yeah. like, I could focus on, nine or ten things are beautiful, you know, so I don't want to focus on one, like, negative thing, Yeah. but having grown up, um, you know, without, uh, you know, real Judaism, my life, in terms yeah. of, I don't know, Judaism of any kind, or, or God, and getting really into things in the last couple of years and really falling in love with our, our tradition, I still I have a lot of issues. My my question revolves around one the the stone edition of this uh, yeah. this book. Yeah. It seems like it so many shuls. Yes. That the language is so challenging. English yes. is so yes. challenging and yes. so confusing. Yes. And for someone who comes in that wants to connect the Torah, it's yes. okay. It's Shabbat. Like, wow, they're reading the Torah. This is the holiest thing. And they open yes. this book and. And the language, like for me, it yeah. doesn't make sense. And I think I'm a, I'm a relatively yeah. intelligent person, yeah. and I can't like make heads or tails some of these yeah. sentences.
0: It's true. Um, yeah.
1: So I'm wondering why this is like a kind of default manual. Yeah. Um, and then just to follow up, like yeah. there's something super intense, like a one line yeah. that I read. Um, that I get. Well, here, I, let me just address yeah?
0: that before yeah. we get to this. So one thing that um, that everyone should know, and I learned this from my brother-in-law, um, uh, Rabbi Davidson. He he said something. Uh, we should all keep in mind, which is that every translation is a commentary. Now, what that means is, because Hebrew is operating on so many multiple levels, every single Hebrew word can mean so many different things. So that if you're going to translate it, it's up to you to pick which word you want to use, which, which you think most clearly describes what the verse is saying. But that means that you're going to have to separate one word out of, say, ten words, right? And that is you at that moment making a personal commentary through your translation, even if that is not your intention at all. You might say, all I want to do is just convey what the verse is saying. But the problem is is that the the Torah is operating on too many levels that if you just want to take a snapshot and and just pick one word, you are going to um, um, automatically um, sort of like um, put an overemphasis on, on one level, and maybe if a person doesn't know any Hebrew, they won't even know what all the other levels of the word are. So, so it's, it's, it's very, very, very tricky. It's very, very tricky. Not only that, but on the, um, on the 10th of the month of Tevez, which usually comes out in early December, what, it, there's a fast day. And one of the reasons why we fast is because the Torah was translated At all. It was the first translation. It's called the Septuagint, which was the first Torah translation into Greek. And we fast to this day. And I think that the reason why we fast to this day is precisely what you're saying. Because there's so many people whose only relationship with the Torah is through an English translation. And they haven't got heads or tails what God is actually saying. And they get the most warped, the most warped understandings. Of, of what the Torah is. Didn't they um, translate,
2: um, or didn't Moshe translate the Torah himself? Or didn't it, all the languages? Okay,
0: so there's, um, there's, there's, there was a, yeah, but we don't have those translations. We don't have those. If, if Alivi we should have those translations. Because that would be Moshe's translation. But, but at the same time, though, we, e- even then, I, I wonder if the translated text would still have the, the resonance of the Hebrew. You know, I, we say, we were talking about the letters, the osios, right? That, that God created the world out of the, the letters. And we know that the Torah existed before the world was created. So what were the letters that, what is the world created out of? So the world is created out of Torah. Because the Torah existed before the world. God created the world through the letters. So that means that the, that the world itself is made out of Torah. Okay? So, so I heard Reb Shlomo say one time, that that when the wind rustles through the trees, the sound that it makes is in Hebrew. Amen. Like, I love that. I love that. Because it just shows you how absolutely essential, like, Hebrew is. It's like literally the language of nature, right? So, anyway, we... We're a little bit stuck. The the, the the imagery of the sages is that when the Torah was translated, it was like a lion being put into like a lion being put into a cage. Wow. Wow. And so, um, so what I would recommend is that that people, um, you know, certainly read the commentaries on the text. And there's so many beautiful commentaries, and and um, and and that also that they find a teacher to learn with, you know, because that's um, if the, the Torah is meant to be learned, and it's, it's, it's we say Torah Chayim, it's a living Torah. And so the, the learning of the living Torah should be an alive process. If one just has a relationship with a, a stagnant entity, like a printed page, then already they're getting into dangerous territory. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's really, so it's really beautiful, I and mean, you give a lot of dimensions yeah. of, of yeah. listening to that. Uh, I definitely heard a few of them yeah. before. I guess the question is if you're gonna have something in English yes. like, within that framework, yes. it would make sense to me to make that document as clear as possible in its own like thing. They, you know? they
0: tried, <laughs> believe me, they tried very hard. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Okay.
0: They tried very hard. Yeah, you know, right, right. they they didn't take it lightly. Yeah, I'm sure, and, right, You know, was, I mean, billions of hours of work, I and I can And,
1: very
0: and the, by yeah. the way, the commentary in the stone chumash is fabulous. There may be more of that. It's, it's fabulous. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you, so, you can't you can't learn Torah without commentary. I mean, yeah,
1: that's yeah. Beautiful. Um, and so the yeah. the line yeah. question that yeah. really wrote, yeah sure, Ben right? yeah uh, is um, the carved images of their gods you shall burn in the fire.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like that's a pretty direct statement uh, of action. That yeah, I that we're not is.
0: into we're not into idols. Right. We're, we're really not I, into idols I totally idols. get yeah. that but burning,
1: <laughs> but burning them in a fire yeah. that, is that, like, that would change the way I move the world if that's really about to follow that yeah. I'd you know, walk by like a yoga studio come and grab like a, whatever you know like, you yeah. could change the way I move the world do I yeah. really have to
0: do so that so ask a find out what the halakha is in terms of what is our relationship today when we see an idol I, I don't know what it says in halakha but I, I, learn it and tell me I'd like to know my, I would really like to my know. My friend a few years ago, yeah. who's who much more right. religious
1: than me, he came over to visit me when I was in Queens from Israel, he told me on the phone, he's like, dude, he's like, Fabes, he's like, Fabe's, yeah. Do you have any idols in your house, I'm going to smash them with a hammer. i like, <laughs> like, brother, if you smash anything with a hammer, I'm throwing you out of my house. <laughs> so he comes over, and we're like really good friends, actually, right? yeah. like, super good friends. Yeah. He comes over to hug, he comes in, he's like, we're like chilling, he starts looking around, he sees like I have a little mini Buddha thing, Yeah. You see him tense up, and I'm like, dude, like, say <laughs> so I gotta make a phone call. And he called his, his rabbi, his rabbi yeah. you know? His rabbi was like, chill out, basically. Wow. Relax. It's totally okay. cool. You know? yeah. and his rabbi's super, super religious. Right. So, like, right. I think it's, like, not... I don't know, that's not the answer, but that's right. part of the answer.
0: That may know. have been the sock for you at that moment, right. exactly. but that yeah. may not be the Stam Halakha. Like, right. like right. If, right. you know what I mean? Right. So, so, right. I, let's... But... but but whoever whatever rabbi said that to him at that point is that's a good rabbi because it was someone who was very sensitive to you and where you're at at that moment and everything right. like that now him and I are
1: like super aligned in terms of the really thinking or it's amazing you there know,
0: you like go certain... and and who knows what would have happened if he had just gone ahead and do that so so that's that's a great story because it tells you that you have to be in a relationship with a with a rabbi and you have to ask him questions and especially something that might have a very um decisive impact on a on a on a relationship like these things are these there's a lot of lessons in that story.
2: I was just curious, uh if yeah. you talk about the connection between uh Tibav and roshashana. Yeah. Uh and I to know because tubab is in an Av and Rosh Shun is in T shray, yeah. You take the letters of Av and T shirt and put them together you to get three sheets, you know, the same letters with three sheets. Is that right? So, yeah, because Av is out bait Tishrei is the other four letters of Berishi, you know, it, I think, uh, or, uh, in other words, if you have the letters out of Bait yeah. and the four letters of, uh, of Tishrei, you yeah. scramble the letters, you get
0: Berishi. Right. It's the same letters as the six letters of sheep Wow, that's so amazing. Like, it's love it, oh, love it, love it. Well, I know that Berishi yeah, that works, that works because the the uh, balaturam says that if you if you scramble around the letters of Breshis, one of the combinations is Aleph-Tishrei, meaning the first of Tishrei, which is Rosh Hashanah, which is Breshis. Right? So, so it would make sense that if you take the, if you take the um, Aleph-Tishrei, so it would make sense that if you take the Aleph from Av, right? So, so so what are you saying exactly? No, no, so no. you already have it, olive of Tishrei and Breshis. We're talking
2: about two months, of and Tishrei. Yeah. The letters of Av and yes. the letters of Tishrei are the six. those six letters. If you scramble them, you end up with Breshis. The same letters as the six letters, Breshis. Oh, and Tishrei brechis. is missing the base, so he's saying of and Tishrei
0: are all the letters from Breshis. Oh, right, right, right. I was starting from, um, when I said the Baal Turm, I was starting with Breshis, which already has the base. Right. You're starting with the word Tishrei. So if you add the word, the letter bays uh,
2: yeah, to Af, Tishrei... of contains Aleph and Bez, and, base, and yeah. Tishrei contains uh, Taf, Reish, uh, Sheen, and Yud. Yeah. And those six letters make up the word Breishies. Those are the six letters of bre- other six letters. Of so, tishrei.
0: Bre- so Tishrei doesn't have an Aleph or a Bays? No. No, no, I'm saying... Yeah,
2: so the letters wait, of Tishrei. The letter yeah. When you spell Tishrei. Yeah. yeah. yeah taf, tishrei is ti, uh, Taf, Sheen, Reish, Yud. Uh, and olive, you
0: add Aleph and days and, and you get so the and you get the word Brachis. That's awesome. That's two, awesome. Two
2: months, you know, it's,
0: it's awesome. Do you just figure that out? Yeah, because when you're talking You should about take like question. a victory lap around Peacock. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we should like throw you a parade. I already followed that. So I was just gonna but it's Pico's so good. Way. But I mean it's exactly what we've been talking about this whole time, that we're really starting we're really starting the celebration or the preparation or the drive toward Brachis. Yeah. <laughs> Now. Yeah. which So in other words, in t- we're starting Tishrei now in Av. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that Av plus Tishrei equals Breshis, which is Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, I was going to
2: ask you if that's significant or anything. Well,
0: yeah. well, I mean, is it significant? Oh, okay. Is air significant? I, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> it's good I cleared the memory for that one.
2: Love the Shiraz alabes, like the idea. I
0: know, I c you can't I can't say it enough. That's a, you talk about cash Torahs, that's as good as yes, it gets. It's as good as it, it gets. I have to thank Rabbi Trugman. Rabbi it was I learned that in Rabbi Trugman's book. Yeah. But it's a Tekune Zohar. Because
2: I always think where is the music in I know creation is music. You it is, know but it. you
0: see it. Shiraz I olive like, base. Where is it in
2: Torah and a Jewish nation and like and we we take away when we're we're sad we take away music it's like, but where is it when, when, when we don't take it away? Where is, like, I, we try to bring it into
0: prayers, but, like, right. it, the whole creation is music. But listen, it says it says in, um, we're going to come up to it very soon, where the Torah is called a song. Mm-hmm. It says it in the, in the Torah, in the Chumash itself, that the Torah is a song. And we say that God made the world out of the Torah, mm-hmm. which means that God made the world out of a song. Which means it makes sense that all of the fabric of creation but is one song. It all it all works. All right. And then if you want to know like how things harmonize, those are the mitzvahs basically. Like you want to be in harmony.